So where will your turkey and ham come from this Christmas? Well, we happen to know that Darina Allen, who you heard from earlier on, will be getting some of her turkeys for Ballymaloo from Fear Via Farm in County Leash. Brendan Guinan's enterprise is nothing if not diverse. Pigs to tree plantations, mostly trees on his farm, in fact. But when Anne-Marie Kelly visited him for Countrywide, she talked to him about the heritage turkeys first that he is rearing for this year's Christmas dinner table. Why a heritage breed? Well, it's all about those cold Midlands morning like this morning. They're the old black turkeys. The reason I go with heritage breed is because they're actually able to handle the weather outside. The white ones, which are the kind of faster growing ones, that the, um, the more modern ones, I suppose, they grow way quicker, but they're not able for the weather at this time of year. They'd actually die uh, if they were out in the forest at this time of year. So the texture of the meat then, compared to the white ones, Yes. what's that? Well, the meat itself is slightly darker first. It's not really white meat. It's actually got structure to it. It's got consistency to it because of all the extra exercise. The darkness to the meat comes from increased blood flow. The blood flow comes from exercise, from wandering around through through the paddocks. That gives you the flavour then as well. So with these turkeys, you have to cook them uh, low and slow because other than that, they'd be very tough. Are you conscious of every single part of your farm? Do you put so much thought into all of it? Because you, your approach is very different. Yes, I can sell turkeys at the end of the, this season, but what they leave behind actually enhances the health of the forest. Same with the hens, same with the meat chickens, with the cattle, the pigs. They all enhance the health of the forest and they're all end hosts to each other's pathogens. It means it's a true diverse ecosystem. No animals here get any antibiotics, any artificial minerals or vitamins, they get it all from the forest and what they eat in the forest. And it's not a huge farm. How many acres is it? I've 26 acres of deciduous forest and then uh, we have some pine and then a little bit of bog and Kulamona bog at at the back. Um, So it's very small. It is sustaining my family, which there'll be five kids. Wife is a full-time mother. This is our only income. Like it's a very, very simple system. We've little or no machinery. Uh, we don't spread any chemical fertilizer. Like we actually sequester carbon using the animals and enhance the health of the forest. Where, where does all this come from? I was raised in this type of food, and it was really healthy. It was um, we'd raw milk. We had all our own vegetables. That all came from my grandmother. She was a founding member of the Irish Country Markets back after the war, and uh, she raised me I suppose she had her turkeys she had hens she had a perennial and an annual garden and all that then was used to sell through the country markets she had to farm without chemicals she had to farm without antibiotics they're saying now it's impossible but it actually is possible if you change actually look to the past to see how things were done but you then didn't become a farmer you you had your own business so only a couple of years ago you were a haulier yes yeah hazardous waste haulage you had lots of lorries and people 12, working for you? 12 Arctics, 18 people working at the height of it. Success? Serious pressure, you know. Well, obviously, the haulage company wasn't making you happy. Not at all, no, no, no. It, it, it was just too much pressure. It was too much pressure on the family. I, I was never at home. I, I needed to spend more time at home. I needed to, uh, like, I was burnt out. 
yeah. it's the best way of putting it, you know. Nearby, we pay a visit to the four-month-old piglets in their paddock. They're eating potatoes now, so there's spuds in there. And what else is in there now? Again, really? the barley, oats and beans is their main um, con concentrator. But I don't give them a huge amount either because you feed them too much, they won't root. And I want them to root. I want them to, and I want them to grow slowly. Describe this paddock then. This is their wintering pad. It's a bed of wood chip I put in and then we add hay, straw, waste silage into it. They build up that all the way through, through the winter. They root through it as well. So they help compost all the, and break down the wood chip. And then when they taken out of there in spring and put back out onto the land, I have a rich, deep mulch that has been turned all winter by the pigs. And it also is inoculated with the pig's waste as well. I plant potatoes into that then for the summer. And potatoes grow, I don't and get it. It's a natural fertilizer. Yes, natural fertilizer. There's about three feet in the pad next spring. Within two years, that has broken down to about six inches of rich, organic topsoil that you can grow any vegetable you want to. And is that from your grandmother again? Yeah, she would have done a lot of um, composting because she had to. That was the only fertiliser they had. Basic knowledge is from grandmother and then they're really, really enhanced because all a pig wants to do is root. So they're mixing and rooting for me. So it saves me having to do that, say, in a normal composting system. So they're turning over system. the soil like worms almost. Exactly, yes. Yeah. And then these hams go to Ballymaloo and Ashford uh, well, Castle and... We have over 400 customers that we, which are families that we deliver to regularly all through the year. And then uh, we supply turkeys to Doreen Allen and Ballymaloo. And then we supply a wide range of stuff to Ashford Castle. We have an open farm as well. So we've lots of schools, lots of um, colleges. UCD send down uh, ag students to me during the summer. Is that your goal, Brendan, is to educate? Education is the number one because this is possible. Like the, it's a farm like this. It's a different system, but it actually works. It's successful and it's very, very rewarding for both the animals and the farmer and the land. Each animal that has been on this farm has left a positive impact behind. They have built organic matter, they have enhanced the health of the trees. The life of, of our animals when they go to the butcher, it doesn't end, it continues through the nutrient density of our meats, it continues through in the organic matter that's left in the forest. And you can actually feel that in the forest when you come in. There's a positive energy here. And that is from every animal that has ever been on the forest, leaving their mark behind. Did you ever think that, you know, when you were doing your haulage, that you'd be here, <laughs> that you'd be sending off these pigs to the likes of Ashford Castle and Ballymaloo and being an educator? Do you ever think? The short answer is probably yes. Now, maybe not Ashford Castle and Ballymaloo, but supplying families with nutrient-dense food, that was my goal from the very beginning. And now that I proved this concept has worked, it is to sing from the rooftops and get as many farmers on board and get as many farmers who are interested in doing things a little bit differently in harmony with nature. Don't have nature in a corner of your, of your farm. Have nature incorporated in the heart of your farm. So how will you spend your Christmas day? We'll have our own sweet cured, dry cured ham. We'll have our, our own turkey. We'll have our own vegetables. 
we've five kids. Our eldest are in college now, so it'll be a privilege to have everybody back together at the table. It really shows how grateful we are to be where we are, and, and everybody's fit, everybody's healthy. What more do you want? Brendan Guinan talking to Anne-Marie Kelly. More details at Fear Via Farm, F-I-O-R-B-H-I-A, fearviafarm.ie.